Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm Get John. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what has happened? We just fucked it up. <laughs> And, and, I'm, and I'm John coming in from, you know, Europe on a delayed line. <laughs> oh, wow. Did I, I heard y'all delayed. That's funny. I couldn't hear you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Do we want to just keep, keep going? Do we want to just do it again? No, we're back. We're, back. We're, good. we're here. I'm John. Welcome back, film fans, to the love of cinema, a part in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. Basically, we try to avoid lazy negativity by making this a little bit of a drinking game. So anytime we say anything negative about a film or probably today, more likely each other, you're going to hear this sound. That sound means we need to take a drink and we hope you drink along with us. So pour yourselves a glass as we do our obligatory shot to start this off. Pre-show shot. Here we go. Oh, Dave, Dave, whatever you're drinking is very dark in color. John and I have some whiskey and yours is like sherry colored. No, something. no, that was, that was whiskey. Yeah. All right, people, we're talking about breaking today. Breaking. Mm. This is um, this is a really, really intense movie that uh, stars John Boyega. And I believe, can you guys confirm, this is Michael K. Williams' final film? Final film. I don't think I read that anywhere. Is that what he's saying? Uh, because, I... because there was nothing else in the, there was nothing else filmed at all. This was literally the last thing. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if there was anything sense. else on his list. Um, he is. Well, let's RIP, clarify RIP. that. Yeah, let's clarify that he's passed on. So that that's what we're asking. If there was maybe anything else that he had been filming before. Yeah. This. Yeah. So there's a, we're kind of kind of hoping other... that he did a Bruce Willis, and there's like ten of them coming. Some something. other things on the IMDb. So perhaps I spoke a little too soon. One looks like a TV series that is completed, and one it just says surrounded. Um, that's was, what we get for doing our right uh, now. Going oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck. <laughs> Like, that is what we get for doing our research. That's on me, people. Okay, so this is. <laughs> I deserve that. All right, we're back here. So this is breaking. We're going to talk about that in one second. So just give us a second here because we have to get through our usual openers. So can you shout out our sponsors really quickly, please? I wish I knew what you just said, but your Zoom just dropped out. Are you uploading something right yeah, now? Yeah, great, great technical you look time. Like, you look at a Pornhub <laughs> while you're on while we're recording or something. No, like, I just what's going I, on over? I was googling Michael K. Williams because I was saying things about him without researching it that I easily could have spent twenty seconds Dude, you, on. You know, on your nineteen eighty six computer, you can't Google stuff and record at the same time. Right. Well, you're going to use my audio here, and the, everybody's going to have heard it and been like, "What are they talking about?" All right. <laughs> Guys, can we get the fuck on with this episode, all right? Jesus Christ. We're talking about a very intense, awesome, incredible movie, my point. Whatever. Okay, John, t who are our sponsors? Our sponsors are Carlos Barozzo. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, cbarozzo.beer. Check the show notes. And the music of this episode and every episode is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N, available on all music platforms. Follow those show notes. All right, let's do it. Da Dasein wants you to listen to his music, people. He's been posting every day. He's he's got some new music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go go listen to his new yeah. music. He he even he even went to our YouTube. You guys didn't. That's true. I've gone to it. <laughs> <I've, laughs> you're, you're probably right, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> we got to get our buzzes in. All right, we're gonna be talking about breaking. One more second though, because it is time. This is a drinking podcast, and again, I don't I don't know how much buzzing we're gonna be doing today. So we. 
we are going to do our gripes of the week. So we have one minute each if we want it. We don't necessarily have to use the gripes of the week. An opportunity to get us kind of heated up a little bit, get us drinking, get some things off our chest now. So that way when it comes to breaking time, we just talk about the film itself. Does anybody besides me have a gripe that they want to get off their chest? I do not. I had a great week. What? I mean, just, okay. John? Uh, not a gripe, but I think all three of us were texting today. We're, we're pretty uh, entertained by spit, Spitgate. <laughs> that Spitgate, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait for like someone to like get the footage and put it on a chalkboard and like p- composite it into the, uh, the JFK movie. <laughs> yeah, where there's like a second spitter or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there has to be a second spitter. Rip off the Seinfeld gag. Pretty ridiculous. That whole, that whole Mr. Styles is just saying and doing really, well, really it's silly so funny things. Took his, well, well, I mean, he's yeah. I mean, it, the, the it started with Chris Pine just sitting there looking at like like he would just wanted to be in Delaware he or look, something. He looks so small. And, uh, hide in Delaware <laughs> and. Uh, he, uh, yeah, then no, it, fuck then Delaware, it, they, man. They always they, have so much traffic whenever I try to drive through them. <laughs> fuck Delaware. Thank you for the Bidens, but man. And, and then, yeah, then this clip came out of Harry Styles leaning over and it looks like he spits in his lap as he's walking into the theater because he turned up like late. And it's like his, Chris Brown's reaction really looks like he did it. But like all these people, like Twitter's gone fucking nuts analyzing this thing. And his reps are coming out like they're like, no, he didn't spit on him to settle the fuck down. <laughs> I'm wondering, is it these two having a fucking laugh? Like, did they go, look, they're focusing on everything we do. Let's let's just make it look like something happened and get all this fucking publicity for free. I'm wondering, did they see is it a setup? Have we been had? That was some pretty good uh, acting if we, from if we, Chris Pine. If we, if, yeah, if, we have, <laughs> if we have fucking hats off to them. He's good in un- Unbreak. Unbreak. No, no, I think. Unstoppable. I like Chris Pine. I'm just saying that was a believable moment if he really did just totally yeah. fake that. I bought it. And Olivia ha- Wilde Harry seemed Styles- totally lost to it too. So you could be right. Like, it, I know she wasn't looking Harry- in that direction, but uh, it seems from the videos. Guys, we're spending over a minute talking. Too much time on Spit Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzz to all of us. Get out of here. All right, we got to keep it moving. Okay, let me do my gripe really quick. It's just so simple. Go ahead. Can I please start? Can you please start the gripe timer? Your time starts now. The grammar. This is so simple, and this is not, I'm not the first person to complain about this, but I was watching fucking Hulu. I have all the ads. Fine, it happens. And it's usually like male enhancement stuff because I'm watching like only murders in the building and it's like, okay, whatever. But then they have Nurtech OTC, which is for migraines, if you didn't know that. And I shit you not, you know, you have to have, we, we live in, guys, they just bragged about the infrastructure deal, getting 10 million new people connected to Wi-Fi. COVID, everybody's connected to fucking the internet and Wi-Fi. That's 10 why million do we, new people getting pop-ups. Why do we need to have all of the, the side effects listed still for these pharmaceutical drugs? So Nurtech OTC, I shit you not said, do not take if you are allergic to Nurtech. I'm going to say this again. Nurtech OTC said, do not take if you are allergic to Nurtech. Well, fuck, there's only Can one you way to find out. Th- this would be like, this would be like, a, I mean, if, if Wendy, if Wendy said, don't eat the burgers if you're allergic to beef. Okay, no, this would be like if Outback Steakhouse said, do not eat here if you're allergic to Outback Steakhouse. Mm. No, fuck. Of course. You've gone over. You've and, gone over. And don't eat, the, just don't eat at Outback Steakhouse, first of all. Just don't go. But nerds, I mean, guys, my favorite is when the side effect is, the side effect is death. It's like, that's a pretty fucking final side effect. If you eat food and you die from the food, it's it's your you know it's you, you it's know, all like, fucking liability warnings, right? My favorite li- liability warning I've ever lawyers. seen is on chainsaws. 
they have that warning that says, do not place genitals near the moving blades. That means that, <laughs> that somebody happened, right? did that. There are, so there, yeah, there are some signs in the world you just need an explanation for. What I about an know eye or a tongue? You, you, know, you, know you know how to start a chainsaw, right? You know where people are. Somebody <laughs> oh. somebody needed to get some extra leverage and put that thing right between their legs. What's he, run starting it? Like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. Anything Jesus. else? That, Anything else you guys want to bring up before we get into our film of the week? No, let's sounded get into like it. A, sounded like a frustrating race on Sunday, but uh, anybody who follows F1 and is a Hamilton one. Hamilton fan might uh, might also be a little frustrated. But we've 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 talked. Let's get let's keep going. Okay, text us if you not text us. Don't fucking Jeff text us. Jeff has a fantasy DM draft us. to get to. It's it's very important. I have a fantasy football draft. <laughs> it's, to get to. it's very very serious. Okay, people, it is time to talk about. Breaking, the new film starring John Boyega. Um, it also stars Michael K. Williams, Michael Kenneth Williams, who you might know from The Wire and others. And he has passed away recently in 2021, so RIP. Um, this also starts Nicole Bihari and Selenis, Selenis Leva. I never, I, they look so familiar, but I can't place them. But then Connie Britton is probably the other recognizable face that you might know. Mrs. Coach, Mrs. T. <laughs> This is directed by Abi Damaris Corbin, who is a fairly new director to feature films. A lot of shorts. One film that I had never heard of, really, to be honest with you, that is called uh, Actors Anonymous from 2017. The Suitcase is a short. And then this is written by the director, Abi Damaris Corbin, and Kwame Kwai-Arma. I didn't see, they don't even have an IMDb picture. This this uh this writer used to be an actor, now has gotten into writing. So anyway, long story short, the creative team is not that um prolific yet. Uh, but we have some some, you know, I dare I say A-list actors involved in this film, and it's gotten a little bit of buzz. And we have some so thoughts about whether or not they should be prolific. Well, we will definitely discuss that. So um let's let's do the IMDB description for breaking, and then we'll go around the horn with our initial takes. What we thought, what we felt. We're gonna try to keep it spoiler-free for 10 minutes. We're already at the 10-minute mark, but <laughs> maybe for 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. A Marine War veteran, that's John Boyega's character, faces mental and emotional challenges when he tries to reintegrate back into civilian life. That is not what this movie's about at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a, a, a bit of that's, marketing. That's I mean, it's a, a, that's it's a, a yeah. So whoever wrote that didn't heist, see the fucking a, movie. I don't. I don't know if you call it a heist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's a heist film, but it is a bank robbery movie. That's what the movie is. So let's go around the horn and talk about. I wonder. Did they have to? Thought. I wonder. Did they have to find an abandoned bank like we did? Like us? <laughs> Our bank? Yeah, but but did theirs have asbestos? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I laid in that. <laughs> John didn't have to pay any money as long as we signed a waiver saying we won't sue them. I wish. Uh, no, I paid for us to get sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? Uh, Dave, you saw it together. Do you do you want to kick it off? Or you want to wait and sandwich you two together, and I'll go first. Um, much as that sounds appealing, no, I, I'll go first. It's fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> I had no idea going in what this was about. Um, Same. we, we actually, I made, actually made all the graphics for like this week's show for, uh, I'm so glad Hon- we didn't Hon- see that for Jesus or whatever it was. Um, cause I'm, I skipped one bit in the message thread we have, cause we have this message thread where we like type messages to each other about the show and then 
there's all these fucking jokes in the middle as well. And you look at the jokes because they're funny. <laughs> and then you miss this one little paragraph where John going, hey, let's do breaking. And you book where the you tickets. you guys go, no, let's do Hunger Games. I was like, no, 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 no. I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't Jeff mean to do that. that. It's a joke. And uh, yeah. Um, I'm sure it's a fine so, film. It's just, it's a comedy. There's not much for us to say about it. Yeah, so I, you know. Comedies definitely don't lend themselves to a, a 45 minute podcast. <laughs> 45 minutes, I say generously. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I so like I booked. I even booked tickets because me and Jeff went and saw this together. Like I said, and I didn't check and until I, the morning. And I'm up. like, fuck! And then I cancelled that and got the right tickets. And I walked in completely Entourage. having not seen a thing about this. I hadn't looked at anything beforehand. I went in completely blind. Holy fuck, man! From the opening, like it, it sets you in. Like you get to know him a little bit. You get to know how he feels. You you get you get your little save the cat moment. Uh, at the at the beginning Save that the endears you to oh, yeah. endears you to him, and then it just goes off, and it's like nonstop fucking compelling from there to to the end. I I, don't, I can't tell you if it's Boyega, the direction, the supporting cast, all of that put together, uh, the writing. I don't know, but I was just riveted to the fucking screen. Nice, mm-hmm. dude. That's 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 my you know subtle opinion. Wow. Oh my god. Well, that makes me really happy. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts more as we start to dissect it, because um, this movie is an important film. And I-, I saw this trailer. Oh, this may be Furious as well. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. That was the other thing. And it, it was meant to. But it, I walked out mad. I'm like, what the fuck can I do? Yeah. I saw like, this trailer. Not often a film um, grabs me like this. I saw this trailer a few times before some of our movies that we've seen, you know, over the past couple of months. So I don't know if you guys just missed the trailers, but I do feel like this got enough at least out here i got enough of a wide net before some bigger movies that uh i was pretty shocked that there were five four people total and four, four other than me so five people total in my theater when i saw it and mm. you know i'd been looking around at showtimes and pretty much empty empty theaters for, uh, across the board so it's kind of disappointing that it's not really getting seen very much um, i think ours, were half, ours was half veterans yeah yeah it, it looked like it might be yeah however I will say this. Um, I didn't feel that way about it, Dave. I felt like there were a lot of really strong moments, but that ultimately most of the film, the pace didn't grab me. The pace was getting in the way of uh, sure, of being, um, and you guys know how I feel about mm. being able to take your I'm time. I'm very surprised. Yeah, being able to take your time and do things. And um, I can't help but think about other famous dramatic or action driven either one i know this is more on the dramatic side of like bank heisty kind of kind of movies and i mean this in the most constructive way possible i don't mean to belittle the term entertaining this just wasn't very entertaining to me i feel like there were a lot of moments where they were so edited with such intensity and like dramatic dramatic pause that it kind of felt that way the whole time so and they had a very similar hmm. cinematic language where they were using very slow push-ins, which of course we all we love doing those. Everybody, everybody loves the moments when you get to do that. They did it so slow often. Slow pushing with the swell. Yeah. yeah, they did it so often on moments where I felt like that could have just been an information moment. Like we're all totally on board with. They did a great job establishing his emotional circumstances and his physical circumstances when he. One of my favorite moments in the whole film, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the rest of it, but his decision to go into the bank when he pulls that cigarette out mm. and just takes a yep. moment i was like fuck this is gonna be great and it just slowed down so dramatically after that um 
that I just, I'm not, I'm not even sure what I would have done constructively. It almost kind of felt like this story because they were trying to say so true to it, which I respect, um, didn't end up lending itself to the full traditional arc that we see with these types of movies where something happens with a either get falsely promised what they want and they get taken to the tarmac with a helicopter or they think they're going to get out and they escape somewhere. So this story doesn't naturally draw itself that way. So part of me thinks that this just has some limitations in its, in its initial subject matter. And I would imagine as creators, they were saying to themselves, well, God damn it. We don't want to write a fucking false ending or try to squeeze this and pull it into like the third act when it really doesn't deserve to go there. Um, the performances for the most part, I think were incredibly strong. Um, I think they would have been strengthened by giving me a little bit more selective moments to really go for that intensity. But fucking John Boyega, he must have been exhausted at the end of every day. He was giving it oh, yeah. his all. And uh, there were a few of those close-up things I was talking about because they gave him like like 15 where he was on the phone all the time in a close-up or he was being looked at by the women in a close-up. And there were a few of them where I was like, I mean, like, this, this was damn. literally a Boyega film. Like he like, and yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I mean I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to sound like a like I I guess I was just kind of surprised with um with what they were working with it is so inherently dramatic that I think if I had been their friend and they had let me see in an early cut I think I would have said your work is done we're already totally on board you don't need to make it feel dramatic so maybe tighten up some of your cuts when you only when you don't need to give us anything other than information so that we can really let those other intense monologues and and you know a couple dialogue moments because there's not a lot of people in this movie really sing um the ending kind of caught me off guard which i think we all weren't shocked we'll that dis- it was yeah, going to we'll go that, that way we'll discuss that um so it wrapped yeah. up kind of quick and i think it just took a really long time to get into the past the midpoint where uh michael k williams and the bulk of the negotiations where you kind of think this movie is going to head gets to so I don't know. It just took a little bit longer to, to get there for me. So ultimately, I ultimately I feel like there was I was left wanting something a little bit different. But I still think it's an important film, and people should go support yeah. shit like this. We can't be having these fucking conversations about getting new voices into the cinema, and you're not seeing, you're not paying money to see movies like these. Get your ass into the cinema and go see this shit. This is how we're mm-hmm. going to change stuff. Yeah. yeah, the streamers are not Ch- going to save this. Like you need to go to the movies yeah. to see this. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I agree more with Dave on this for sure. But hold on, John, I, apparently I'm still logged into your IMDb on my phone because John used to have IMDb Pro and I didn't feel like paying for it yet. So I just <laughs> used his to see people's agents or whatever. And you gave this a like, score. You rated this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I try to, I try I just to wanted, rate I just, movies we talk about. It, yeah, whatever. Dude, that's, that's like two, right. weeks to, two weeks in a row you violated his privacy. <laughs> uh, yeah but i'm not gonna say it we'll, 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 we'll drag it out for our listeners you know in fact maybe i won't say it you guys have to i will tell you what john's score is of this movie if you reach out to us on the social so i can know whether or not you are you can, actively you or passively i don't think they'd be this. surprised from what i just said no, no. no this is a hook man it's i a need hook. them to Shut reach up. out this is our hook we got to get some engagements going here but yeah so anyway i was just i really just wanted to look up to see if john boyega was a, a producer and he does have an executive producer credit on this film unsurprising to well he definitely put his money where his mouth was and this one, Various yeah, I'm with, I'm, with, I'm with I'm with Dave though. I mean, I, I know what you're I know what you're saying, John. I completely validate it all, and I did wonder about that a little bit. And I think that the subject matter carried enough, where I don't think they needed to do the, any of those usual hooks that might have gotten me more. I was totally on board with the pacing of it. 
um, from the from the from the jump from the phone call with the daughter, and I was actually more like David in the fact that I didn't really know anything about this. I was just so happy you said a movie that wasn't Honk for Jesus. Again, no disrespect to Honk for Jesus. It could. It's probably best for the world that the three of us didn't review a movie about a black preacher and a, I just and his wife and their schemes for well, power and, and, and it, stuff. It's probably good we didn't talk about it. And I don't know. It's an hour in comedy. We might have bonded with it. <laughs> and it's somewhere at the border of satire and, and farce where satire turns into farce. And uh, if it wasn't yeah, good, I, I was that, it just, that, that's, so I, I'm yeah. glad we saw this movie. Me too. But I, so again, I, I went in with nothing. I, I went in, I went in with nothing. And I, so the phone call with his daughter at the beginning and he's walking and he's in like a homeless camp or is it? And I, I was just very, I didn't know what was going on, but I, I, I was kind of, I love the simplicity of it. For some reason it reminded me of Fruitvale station. Um, not just because, uh, the leading character, you know, shares similar characteristics. There's something about like the walking and moving with the camera at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, I also went into that small budget film. I imagine they have the same budget. I, I don't know what this one is or what it's listed at, but right now the gross is 2.2 million. So if you include marketing, that's bad. Um, and so this movie, the probably I haven't seen any of those previews, John, which means that they're early because I even showed up eight minutes I mean, late to this, this one and I still felt like I was watching 20 minutes. This kind of had an, an indie feel to it. So I don't think they had as much mar- like marketing pro- coverage on this one. Was it the John at the at the movies? Was it the first trailer, second trailer? Was it early? Because I really think it that usually, you pay more to be. I right feel like in front it usually film. wasn't the first, um, but it was definitely in front of probably the more independent. I know I saw it before. Um, what yeah, was the yeah, one yeah. that I didn't like? Uh, with uh, uh, oh, yeah, Vengeance. I know it was Vengeance. before that, and maybe the one before that week. I remember I saw it at least twice in front of my movie. Right. All right, so back to the back to the film. Yeah, I, I, the pacing totally worked for me, and I, I'm with you though that the best part of the film was the you know the five minutes before and then basically into the five minutes of the bank robbery when it happens which I, yeah, I didn't know this is a bank robbery but if you're listening to the podcast and you want to hear more about it then that that is what happens mm-hmm. and we won't tell you the end of the film of course no. um but Till later. i love the i love the way it happened i was i was a little worried that it would take some some air out of the tank to watch him let all of the people go like he let a lot not all of them obviously because he needed to have the two ladies stay and not to spoil too much um so that you, you can't you can't hold up a bank and not have any hostages otherwise you're dead um so they let a lot he let a lot of people go and so it made him likable you know so i it, it was i knew it was already different from dog day afternoon which dog day afternoon is great but like it's it's just different than this because he's reeling in a different way and this he has a plan that sucks he knows it's a shitty plan and but he also knows mm. it's gonna work i mean and dog day afternoon also is also like, more it, it relies a little bit on comedy and the fact that these guys should not have succeeded in any way, a, shape or fashion like the a, way they did. It's a black yeah. gun. When he takes the gun out of that like flower box and he's like kicking it around, you like, okay. If any, if anyone <laughs> yeah, sure. wondering what I'm doing, I'm trying to find the budget for this thing on IMDb Pro. No, I can't, I can't, I find, can't find it. But they've put yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's a small number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it, that's why they gave John Boyega had, a producer. Three like, you could be a producer <laughs> and you get all the back end on this. Uh, and four, I didn't see small locations. acts. So I wish, yeah. So anyway, long story the sh- long story short, I I did like it, and it's important. And what our conversation is going to end up being kind of a mix, I guess, thanks to John not particularly loving it as much as Dave and I, because we were worried about Dave and I worried about like the the politics talking about it, because obviously, you know, he's a veteran, and the VA isn't paying him as much. But really, just the fact that veterans struggle is like this. I, yeah, you know, this I, don't, I don't think it's crazy. To be thing. honest, I've rethought that, and I don't think it's politics anymore because no one seems to have got this right. 
It's also us, you know. I, I feel like we never blame ourselves for this, but I hear the VA in conversation all the time. It's, I mean, you know, it's, from it's, both sides, they're like, all blaming each other, and we know who actually wants to fund dude, it. Dude, they and do who a fucking it, budget and... every year. Just buy five less tanks and fund these motherfuckers. Can you? I mean, okay, okay we'll, we'll get too political, but they pass eight hundred billion dollars a year budget, but they can't put a couple of those billion towards our veterans. I mean, it doesn't make yeah, any I'll, sense. We'll get we'll get back to that in a minute. One um... percent, <laughs> eight billion dollars, one percent. Of the military budget, I'm sure would take care of all of yeah. our veterans. I'm sure. Considering you spend 53% anyway, of the total budget on military yeah. stuff. So many people homeless, so many people addicked. Boy, the YouTube's going to come anyway, for that one. No, there was a good, <laughs> good. before we go no, away from it. that too much, there was a really powerful moment. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but when it does finally show you, um, finally show you when he's in his actual interview not interview, he's in his actual meeting at the VA and it kind of gives you mm, the pretext yeah, for what yeah. happened. Um, when he, when she basically says, I'm sorry, we can't give you the money. They go back and forth and he says, you're going to make me homeless. You realize that I'm going to be homeless. And she says, you know, we yeah. have some information on that. And she hands them this really depressing pamphlet called homelessness, yeah, homeless, and you, which was really yeah. sad. Uh, but then when he walks out, she says, you can either wait, you know, use this, here's a number. You can call that, or you can go wait in the line outside and someone will be with you eventually. When he walked outside, this was really good movie, movie language. Like she referenced it. The stakes are already really high. We're sitting there. We have a relationship. I got to know just enough about the woman behind the desk to realize she's a human too. She didn't want to do this, but yeah, she was the, in a bad Oh my God, position. the look on her face. Really bad. But like when that's, he, she sold that. When he walks outside and he sees the line and good, good extras casting. Everybody looked different. It was everyone, yeah. every color under the rainbow, every height, shape, size, different kind of human beings. All these people. Hmm. I would, I would, I would hope they tried to cast the real veterans and they, yeah, they yeah, pay. Yeah. you know, what I mean, they pay. Yeah. But that moment, so, that yeah. moment really touched me. And for a moment, I thought, "Holy shit, is this movie going to end up being about very specifically about houselessness it, with for veterans?" Because we've seen that tale told so many times. For you know, we all grew up in the echoes of Vietnam a generation or so later and seeing tons of people on the street with veteran signs and older men with missing limbs. And I thought non the jackets and everything. Well, you know, now we're seeing tons and tons and tons of vets from, you know, 17 years of war in the middle East and Vietnam, if they're still alive and the early wars in the, in the nineties in Bosnia. And it's just, it's a whole institution now. It's not, it's, it's almost harder to mm. pin it because it's not just, I was in Nam, man, like that one thing. Now it's just, this industrial complex yeah. has turned. So there was a moment where I thought it was going to turn into that. And just the way that they held back, the camera crosses in front of him and shows you what that line looks like. And then it just cuts to him and they cut away from it. And I thought it was really powerful because we already yeah. knew that he was going to break down in there it, at some it, point. So like we yeah, got it to literally screams. It, it was cool. We never got this right. Oh, yeah. Also, it's cool the way they I say I love the subtlety in this. So maybe the subtlety wasn't sexy for for some people that wanted a little bit more grit. But the, the way they cut back to the bank and the bank's so much nicer than the VA office, you know, like, it, yeah. like I would way rather wait in the Wells Fargo. Was it Wells Fargo? I would way rather wait in the Wells Fargo than in the fucking VA, you know, and also just seeing I, I've been to the DMV. In there were less Central people Jersey, in the Wells I've been Fargo to the DMV too. in Harlem. And I bet you can guess which DMV was nicer, you know, Harlem or, or Central New Jersey. And and. But the fact that the VA looks like, you know, the 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 low end on the totem pole in, in your, you know, socioeconomic, yeah. like the fact that it is, you know, competing with with places that are underfunded and underdeveloped. It's, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. Um, but yeah, but I love the subtlety of that. I love the subtlety of um, Connie Britton's interview where they put her on camera and I'm like, OK, this is it because, mm. you know, you, you know, deep down that that 
you can't rob a bank and you can't threaten people's lives and then get away with it. Obviously, you're still kind of rooting for him, but you know that he can't just walk home from this. And so I'm kind of torn with that. So to see the interview with Connie Britton get filmed, and I thought Connie Britton handled it very well with subtlety. She's not trying to, you know, step in and have her moment. Like she definitely is just like, I want to do my job here and I want to help this movie and then get go home. And and then basically he's like, why isn't this on the TV? Come on, why? He's, that's what he yeah. wants. And I'm not spoiling too much, but he's like, that's this is come on, people need to hear these stories. I'm not the only one. Like I want basically like he wants to be a sort of a renegade. And then when she says the thing, like you know. You have a, you threatened us with a bomb. If we put that on TV and you blow the bank the bank up, think about your kids that are seeing this bank blow up on TV. And then you realize, you know what I mean. I think that's enough. That was enough for me to to take a like to sit back a little bit. And yes, it deflated me a little bit, but it deflated me, but it kept me hooked in a different way as opposed to a traditional heist film. And I appreciated that. Mm. Should we should we turn on spoilers? We're we're about yeah, sure. I mean, I'm getting yeah. fucking yeah. close. Wait, wait, wait. You were walking close. the fucking spoiler line. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Spoilers are on. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Okay. I guess I, I guess I, I think there were so many moments like that, Jeff. Where, and it sounds like y'all had similar moments. You just kind of noticed it and moved on in a positive way. Where there were there were times where they would make a choice when you you might have some expectations of what this kind of movie would do at that point in the movie, and typically with with drama and. We, we we hike it up, you know, like a big decision moment happens, some new information comes in and it makes the obstacles more intense or th- there, there are, there are more obstacles for more characters and the stakes heighten for the entire story. And there were a handful of moments where that didn't happen just because in this real life story, he almost never got what he yeah. wanted. There wasn't this big, you know, giant focus on it in the way that maybe, uh, you know, a movie shot in LA in the nineties, but it's not heat. You know where they're fucking shooting up people in the streets and everybody's right, yeah. there, and um, so I guess there were. I guess I. I guess I thought that it was going to, since nothing is going to really change that much for John Boyega's character as he consistently realizes the same obstacle I've been dealing with the whole time is just being presented every time I talk to somebody new. It's the same obstacle. Nobody's really listening to me. I thought that maybe that would eventually kind of spread into the other people, Connie Britton, uh, Michael K. Williams, the women in the bank. I thought his, his, his ex-wife, I, I thought there were opportunities for them to kind of spread his obstacle into them. And maybe it would become more about all of these people realizing this is terrible, but it didn't really go away See, from him as much as I thought it, it would. No, it, I feel like it, it kind of did. Like when, when it came out that this whole thing was over like $800 and 93 cents or some ridiculous amount, like it, it, that they took off him and like even with the, like the tellers offered to give him the money. And he's like, I don't want the bank's money. I want them to pay. I want the people that took my money away to give me my money back. Right. And I feel like they were like, there was a shared look between them at one point that I totally like read as this is fucked. Like it's this guy's in this situation over 800 fucking dollars is fucked. And that's about when I started to get kind of furious. And I think that's what got me through the rest of this film. Because I was like mad at this now. I'm like, this if they put like this guy has reached the point where he has nowhere to turn, he's a fucking homeless. He's like and it's over eight hundred dollars. Like no one should be in that, let alone a fucking veteran. Yeah. This movie is also known as eight nine two, which is the basically the amount of money that he's owed, eight hundred and ninety two thousand dollars. Eight hundred and ninety two thousand dollars. Yeah. And like Yeah, but there was there was also uh like it when the negotiator came out that he like 
what it was over and he, how much money he wanted. And the guy, like the look on the guy. Uh, Michael, Michael Williams. Yeah, the yeah. look that he gave was amazing. It just sold everything. It was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Mm. Why, am, why are we all here? Like, why has this happened? Before, over $800. Before we talk about... Before we talk about Michael Williams, because he's he really is a great little unifying connecting force to the outside world. Because I, I also like that they didn't show they were careful of, about showing us too yeah. much, um, for better or worse. Um, but before we talk about Michael Williams, I just want to say that also the two ladies, the the one I, I recognized Estelle in the movie, and I was like, where the fuck is she from? Now I I, I hate to say that I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say this that she's memorable for being the wife, if you know what I mean. But she was Jackie Robinson's wife That's in forty two. She was uh, in Black Mirror. She was Anthony Mackie's wife, or girlfriend, or wife. And when he was like the gamer, who probably has like gay inclinations, um, if you ever seen that Black Mirror episode. And then in Shame, she's um, she's one of the the ladies that Michael Fassbender is oh. into, and um, and she's a mischief. And, so and she's she, out in this, there. she held and her own s- though. Yeah. She's great in this. And then, but but Selena is definitely the harder job. Selena Slavia, who played um, Rosie, mm. not Rosie. Um, yeah, Rosa. Rosa. In this. Rosa. And she, I mean, she was in Homecoming. She's in Spider-Man Homecoming. She's in Orange is the New Black. Uh, oh, so she, she's worked for Marvel, so she knows Terra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was the one who, like, was got, like, struck with fear. And I, I think, John, to your point, I think they just relied on those two ladies. And, and really, Rose, Rosa was giving it more, I guess. But, you know, they, they played, I'm sure they, they worked it together to play that, that terror. I love, that, I love that anyway, their characters, like, in performances were so different, too. Like you, you weren't watching yeah, they, carbon they copies. It, yeah. Like they, this was, like these this the scene work was done on this, in my opinion. Yeah, and well, well John, wouldn't you say too that that's tricky because they had to play. They had to. You didn't want peas in a pod. Two it was just similarities. You wanted some difference between the two, especially given what happens later, uh, and that can be tricky because you know you have the one person who's struck with terror, and you have the other person's a little more acty and go gettery. It's it's tricky, you know, two, two side characters, Rosencrantz and Guildensterning, your way through a, a heist little thriller. It's, it can yeah. be a little tricky. But um, did they work? Did they work for you? I the two actresses. I really was really really impressed with um, with Selena's uh, Leva. I thought she that yeah. is so yeah. hard Rosa. to play. It's I don't want to use the word passive, but when, when you're talking about acting, everything is trying to find things to do as an actor, and. Yeah. You know, she's in one of those. And <laughs> just thinking, I'm gonna die. Yeah, I mean, she was not, not only was not only was she projecting, I I could I fear for my life at any point in time in this, but she was also kind of relating to him a little bit. Yeah, so I feel like she and found it was, it was yeah. a very complex performance. Yeah, I thought so too. She, she really took the the prize for me uh, out of the two of them. I thought that um, nothing felt. First of all, nothing felt performed. I, I didn't even think she was acting. Like it was it was one of those performances where I was like, wow, this woman is just. It's like that nurse that they actually had treat um, Tom Hanks and Captain Phillips at the end. It's like this. Yeah. You know, I'd seen this yeah, one before, yeah. of course, but I, uh, she really, she really nailed it for me. Um, I thought uh, Estelle, excuse me, Nicole Behari as Estelle was, you know, she was in that role very much as like they're they're going to make her be more active. She's the acting the the higher up manager. Um, I think again, just like John Boyega, I could have used one or two less really intense close-up monologue things with her. Like I kind of knew what she was about, and it kind of got to a point where I was like, I just feel like they're they're just I'm just they're making her work so hard as an actor in a movie, and I kind of yeah. just started thinking about yeah. her work, um, which was just distracting. I don't I don't know if the average person would think that, but like we knew how afraid she was. I thought like they both were so good. 
that uh, from the get go. I have to pause you for that. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> there were just a couple moments where I was they, like, do you, uh, I don't know if that was necessary, and I don't know that one monologue especially. Do you think Keep, they? Sorry, go ahead. Do you think they either rehearsed? I doubt they would have shot something they didn't use because these kinds of movies are, you know, it's, it, you have to have the, everything in order, and you don't have any money. I mean, if you if you're shooting <laughs> you on digital, play. you can go. Like as long as you got the time. All right. Well, that's the thing. Um, but let's let's assume that they these actors weren't being paid a day rate and the crew and whatever. But do you think they played out the scene where she actually tried to put the money in the account, like Michael K. Williams was trying to stop? Because they did a couple of those things with Michael K. Williams where he tried to show what was going on behind the scenes and and you know basically to prove yes there was the sniper you, you know John Boyega was right that's why they asked about the outfit but also. He's like, they're going to take it into their own hands. We need to make sure. This is why she can't answer the phone. The wife can't, John Boyega's wife can't answer the phone. This is why, you know, they, they did a tough job. It was, you know, to only do it a little bit, but not over explain. Like even like Apollo 13, I love Apollo 13, but sometimes they're like, this is where they go in the limb. You know what I mean? So it's like with this, for, to, to, to show that from the outside a little bit, I thought they, I thought they did a pretty good job sketching, but do you think they shot that scene? Because you're right. How do we get more tension in the room other than the bomb? I wonder if they- You know what? I hope they did. And I'm disappointed if they didn't put it in the film, just because I, I don't know. I do think there were, I was waiting for some moments like that, that like, look, even if it didn't happen, I don't know. You just got to, it just kind of felt like it was, it kind of felt to me like what was said between the three of them in the uh, initial entering the bank, probably 15 or 20 minutes. I didn't learn anything more after that about anybody, um, which was which was, you know, it is what it is. Like, and that probably is how it went down. I'm sure those two women have like very detailed accounts of what happened. And no, it wasn't anything crazy <laughs> in the bank. In the we were forever. scared. Yeah. We talked to him a few times about his situation. He never really threatened to hurt us. I asked him if I could use the money. He said, no, 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 I don't want that. And then before we knew it, he was gone. And that was it. And I'm just sitting there as the filmmaker, I'll be like, I wondered, what am I going to do? I wonder, did they do that on purpose though? Because nothing was happening. Like it was taking so long for anyone to do anything about this guy with a bomb in a bank. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like they're just leaving these poor fuckers in limbo. And they had so many people outside. Why do you need a hundred people? Yeah, outside? Also, that's that's that one is... of the things I'd like to ask. Like the the sniper that in the end, uh, yeah, like, one person. What agency <laughs> was he fucking like from? No idea. That was weird. Because it's never really clear. It's it it like it almost played like he was a like just someone who turned up in camo gear. Like, so, do, they, do they contract them so that they can kind of deny some liability? I feel like they, they maybe, purposefully yeah. do that. They purposefully, they, they contract. I don't know, because it wasn't kind of clear what that, agency, which agency he was associated with, but even like, that, even, that yeah. that's a good point about like, nothing was happening. Um, Wait, the, the sniper did have to move yeah, once. That's something. I still feel like that was an and opportunity. And there was the clip with the phone where he, where he found out the guy was in the Marines. That's kind of funny. I don't know where the SWAT car went, but when, when uh, that started, was kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, started yeah. to reveal itself, but yeah, nothing was happening. And like that was the point. I think they were trying to do that. Um, I, I thought that there were. I was like, maybe there's going to be opportunities to really play up the fact that there's a lot happening outside. Like They're perfectly happy to rally the troops and do all these things if it means getting to kill somebody who they consider to be a criminal. But we're not there is no rallying happening at the VA trying to get him his money. I thought they were going to maybe try to play that up, but it didn't really do that either. We didn't really get to know anybody very well except for Michael K. And I, I would even say we didn't really get to know him at all. I think his moments on screen were wonderful. He's a great actor, but they didn't really, 
You know about all right. I don't need to know his. I don't need to know his backstory. I don't think. I don't think you need to know. I just feel like there's a. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying you need to know. I think you could have known more, and yeah. it would have strengthened the relationship and the conflict that he clearly felt. But there didn't seem to be. I don't know. It just the tension never left that space in the bank that was already established an hour before this movie ends. I don't know. I, I'm wondering, don't, did don't I have you... like a different visceral reaction because I'm not used to this sort of thing? Like this exposed a lot of well, this I'm, exposed I'm a you. lot of government I'm stuff to me. I, it was I like we... the bureaucracy they have to go through. And and I it, it had yeah. the des- I think it had the perfect desired effect on me. It was like this guy's in a situation he shouldn't have to be in, uh, because of like government fucking bureaucracy, and it's over eight hundred dollars, and that can change his life to the point where he might lose it. And I like that. Well, that course, started to build the un- rage a little bit. I started actually feeling like him. I'm like, you. Where do you go? You got nowhere to turn. You're gonna be out on the street. You've got a daughter who wants a puppy. And yeah. it's it's like the the worst thing in the world is having to tell that kid no, I've got no money. When you've you know you've fought for your fucking country and that sort of thing, like this got me because I'm not used to this. That's great, and I, I feel you, dude. I hear you. It's just yeah. all that was established in the first ten minutes, so like that's a really really powerful. And that rage place. carried me through. <laughs> it's just a really. I, don't know. I I really liked. I really liked not knowing much about Michael K. Williams because knowing what happened later. You feel like he he would have tried to follow up with them, even if he was in jail. He would have visited him in jail. And the fact that this didn't go the way he wanted, like it felt like there was so much more that was left unsaid at the end. And maybe that's just me, you know, filling in the blinds for my own sanity because I like the film. I I feel like the middle of the packet of cigarettes did it all. Said it all. Really, it was like. Well, I feel like he he was going to talk to him there. Gets a you know, and then that was going to start a new wave. And then of course, you know, the sniper. And I also, I also love it. It's subtle, but we've seen so many of these. Not this specific kind of movie with bank robberies necessarily being drawn out over an hour, but we've seen so many. um, Let's say government agencies, whether that's local police with FBI, with SWAT, with um, whoever the sniper was from, former military, wherever these people come from, they don't talk to each other. They're dicks to each (laughs) other. And so, like. we, yeah. have a, we have a negotiator on site and they're actually planning the assassination, I'll use that word, for this person without letting the negotiator know. You know, like, I think those kinds of things were really interesting yeah, the, for me. Yeah, the and pissing contest got, got, got ground my gears a lot. You know, I, I, I admit I'm filling in blanks and obviously the political stuff goes without saying. I think, I, I imagine most people are going to see this and say, they're going to know that, that we as a country have fucked up and that's why he's in this situation. I don't think, um, I don't think they need to lay that on any thicker. Um, and to see that might be enough because the tension in the bank, that's not necessarily what people are going to be leaving the movie with. They're not going to be leaving the movie saying, I wish it was tenser. They're going to leave just thinking, you know, the VA does suck. And Google, maybe the Google, the VA, Google, the funding, Google, why we spend $800 million, billion a year on defense. But the VA, it, it looks like a fucking, um, you yeah. know, butcher. You could grab your number and wait in line. I think this, yeah. uh, anyway. if there was like a, if there was like a black mirror that was just about, um, you know, you know how black mirror is about like tech and sci-fi. And yep. If there was, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of black mirror show, then I think this movie, this could have been incredibly potent as an hour long, like a, a really dense hour long thing. The ideas are established. You learn everything you need to know. And I think it, I don't know. I feel like the only things that really lost steam for me were, um, were just some of those moments that were that honestly weren't really necessary for us to get exactly what we've all been discussing. 
which is if those are the most powerful elements you're going to walk away with, I think we learned that soon enough, that if the catharsis of this ending is always going to be basically fucking execution, in spite of him being promised that this is not going to happen. Uh, and we, I had a feeling he didn't actually have a bomb in his bag. He didn't. Like all those things that are going to really make you think about what was happening. But even even then, there's like little things like the FBI just getting up and walking out. It's like you have to call your local law enforcement. Right. They won't tell her a thing. Like his wife a thing. I was like, like yeah, oh, it was, it was wife, like. Yeah. Twisted. Well, back to the bomb, having the remote. Mm. It's like enough for me, but but yeah, the whole thing's twisted. I, yeah, the, the, the FBI didn't say it's over. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. see ya. I did <laughs> like that the cinematography out. kind of mimicked his mood. Like if when he got agitated, because the first question is his wife asked him was, "Are you taking your meds?" And yeah. the more agitated he got, the more jerky and like flying camera, like cameras fucking flying everywhere. The cinematography got, and then when they calmed down and got more intimate, they pushed back in. But for a while there, there was there were elements where they pushed out and like really wreaked havoc with the cinematography. I like yeah. that. He had a lot of those. He had a lot of those moments, that, and that the cinematography followed him. He had a lot of big blow up moments, and it's mm. you, know, you know, as the cinematographer Dave, you know, everybody has to know what's coming. You can't yeah. just do that spontaneously on set, otherwise you're really gonna fuck Except the again, sound the, up. Yeah, and, that film you know, we shot in the basement of the, the bank where we got someone to scream, and uh, I still get fucking goosebumps. Yeah, but you knew it. Yeah, you know, we had you to do two takes. Casey's gonna we call had to do him. two takes, dude. I fucking jumped with the camera the first one. So, oh, Callie, <laughs> Callie, it was a mere Casey's because Casey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Callie's, Callie's, fucking Callie's. Yeah, all of us lost our goddamn boys. Casey had to call out of two shows. <laughs> um, that's for, you know, I'm buzzing John for making us yell at night, Sunday night in, in asbestos. Yell, get that asbestos on those cords. All right, well, we, I think everybody at home gets where we're coming from, so we don't need to continue to bang out our points here. But yeah. um, I, th- I think on the whole, we can all agree that this is definitely an important movie to see, and I hope you all discuss it, regardless of, of what... Um, how you ultimately fell and whether or not you gave it a six out of ten or as, as, whatever as an, as on an, <laughs> <laughs> as an australian watching it i would say feel free for if you're a foreigner to the u.s uh to watch this and then call your local foreign representative can, can foreign I, I say this and i don't want to get flagged but but could somebody from overseas donate to our campaigns here come on guys give well, us these they midterms did. please we need two more senators and we need to hold they the did. house didn't right? hollywood russians donate yeah, but they were based out of America, and they used shell shit, and it was all—it's very strange. It's yeah, very who knows what's actually going on? Uh, Russia just had two fucking homes get fucking invaded over this whole document leak thing. Um, who? But he's—he was here, so I, I'm saying I don't think you could just give money from the Czech Republic to <laughs> to. Um, anyway, that's <laughs> nice cut off. All right, I'm going to take the spoiler alert off. Are we done? I—I I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I would say I thoroughly enjoyed this. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it That's too. That's great, John. You're on yeah, an yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I did, but uh, I'm glad you guys did. I mean, it's absolutely. It's not going to speak to yeah. everyone, but I, I mean, now a lot of people are going to go and see it and go, well, yeah, what do you expect? You know, but it might have helped that I saw this sitting next to Dave, so you could feel the yeah. tension. Oh, I could feel it in my plums. <laughs> tension. You could feel it. I thought. Hey, sorry, dude, but sorry about that, dude. I thought, you, I thought it was popcorn. <laughs> How many people were in your theater? You know I didn't bring any food. I'm wondering 25? if that may have had some effect on me, but I felt like I was kind of sitting in a vacuum. Like, there wasn't anybody really reacting mm. to it. I mean, the woman in front of us was having a very visceral reaction to it. She, she There was a lot of, yeah. like, 
disgruntled sighs the whole way through it. She was not impressed heard, with some of the outcomes. There was one woman behind like, me, like one yeah. of the only other people in the audience. She was like in the back right, and I heard someone he was reading from his Bible. She was like, "Ooh, you know, making noise." And I was like, "Jesus Christ!" So that kind of bothered me. But uh, oh yeah, no, that's oh Jesus. <laughs> okay, you're in the wrong movie, dude. It's it's the the one you're looking for is Honk for Jesus. <laughs> I'm gushing us all. Yeah, you needed uh, a hunt for yeah, Jesus. Um, I didn't think I, it was... I, I will say, like, the the movie finished and, like, there's silence in the theatre and all of a sudden some guy goes, fuck me. And I, I realised yeah, it was yeah, me. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, you did say it. You said I it pretty loud. I think it was loud, funny yeah. that uh, many, many, many times this guy called back to um, the Lord of the Rings character names for this potential little puppy that his daughter wanted they, they use that. Yeah. They use that bit quite a bit. It was like, well, yeah. I guess he loved Lord of the Rings. Amazon. I guess that really <laughs> Timely happened. Timely too. Thank you, yeah, Rings of Fire. Rings of Fire. Rings of Power. Right, people. Rings of Power. Fuck you, John. Oh, you know what that means, folks. That means that we have wrapped up our discussion of breaking, and it is time to segue into our John's final segment. John's revenge is going to be so sweet. Our episode. Hey, if he wants, if he wants to digitize three parts height harmony and then put some some compression on it and mix it out, and then he's more than welcome to do that. Uh, also, okay. next time we leave a little bit of a gap it at is- the end for the rest of the reverb. <laughs> let the verb burn. It is time. <laughs> It's time for our final segment of the evening, which is what you've been watching, where we go around with some recommendations of the week. Let you know, for those of you especially who've been watching in real time, what we've been up to, what we've been watching this year, Labor Day weekend Mm. 2022. We always start with Dave. Dave, Well, on your recommendation, we hit Only Murders. Uh, We're one episode into season two now because we binged the the fuck out of it. It's it's hilarious, and it's so New York. Um, I did, of course, watch... The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Uh, it's incredibly stylized. I like what they're doing. We'll see how we go. Um, I found the characters very amusing. I found them very likable. So, yeah, let's see how we go with that. And I got really drunk and put on the Star Trek director's cut. <laughs> Which Star Trek? The, four, the 4K <laughs> remaster they just did with new visual effects. They've updated some of the some of the effects and stuff. Wait, which, um, which Star Trek? The, the motion picture. Oh, the first one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Seventy seventy nine. Uh, like and OG. yeah, I it, it's still funny to me, but uh, yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's some like there are some great updates of like stuff that used to be like sort of like a blurry background now has like detailed windows around the starships and stuff like that. Um, there is a weird, I want to say, two minute overture at the beginning where it's just a star field going backwards and an extra yeah. theme plays. I guess he really wanted it in there because then that fades out and then the Paramount logo comes up. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> De- I definitely remember talking about that in our franchise face off where I watched this movie and I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? Did they- and like, how much did they rip Star Wars off? I know the TV show came first, but mm. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What's the fuck you, Jeff button? <laughs> you know, I didn't record that in my spare time, actually. I didn't put that one on the uh, remote. I, watched, I also watched the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Um, yeah. Surprising. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's like, if anybody is like expecting it to not be an updated version of Lord of the Rings shot the way that they would shoot things today with contemporary uh, political yeah. things that are important today being projected into the story, you're not going to enjoy it. It is exactly that. But if you like the world enough and you're willing to just go on the ride, 
I was compelled. Dude, I still, I still had fun. There's one cam, there's one camera crane pan through the grass that I recognized. I was like, this is amazing. It's like a little homage. Yeah, they definitely have the homages. Yeah. Like the battle yeah. scene when they show the battle at the beginning, it felt, it felt very similar. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's totally an accident or completely holistic that two females are the leads of this show, considering that. That's the world we're living in right now, and Lord of the Rings doesn't have a lot of strong fe- uh, female protagonists. Um, who doesn't love Galadriel? Give me, give me that. I think everybody's right. excited. The one it does have is fucking awesome. Yeah, and, and can, also after and Kate Blanchett, you, you like got to give us somebody fish. a little. D- yeah, they, they, the yeah. actor's good. Yeah, the swim actor's like good. Fish. The female halfling, the Hobbit. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, the music is cool. I think the guy's doing a good job. The the har the har half foot the har foot half foot yeah half foot. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. The halfling is what they call the yeah, hobbits in Lord yeah. of the Rings. It's, they're yeah. the hard foot. But it's, it's, yeah, I think, I think if you want to go back into that world, um, you're going to enjoy yourself. It's, it's, not, it's not... I enjoyed the ride. Yeah, it's not Tolkien, you know? So, like, you just have to remind yourself that these are probably a bunch of writers who love Tolkien who are trying to write like Tolkien, and you just have to just go for it and just say, that's not, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's, it's Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I, I I mean I was sitting there hanging for the dwarves to get introduced. And that was cool. They did not dis- they did not disappoint when they introduced the dwarves. That was yeah, cool. I enjoyed that. that was cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was kind of a myth that was kind of the miss in the original trilogy, and they tried to make up for it in the Hobbit. I'm not gonna lie, I think the only you thing know. that I wasn't underwhelmed with, but I'm hoping they're gonna introduce it more. Um, and I think even laymen think about these things when you watch movies like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. There are very specific themes in the music that are, are very present, and everybody can hum them. Everybody knows those mm. kinds of themes. And I like what Bear, the composer, is is doing. But I wish he had a little bit. I wish there Bear were McCary. more themes that were really obvious that were like kind of helping us get bound to wherever we yeah. are. Because Jeff, I'm sure you're about to talk about it, but it did bounce around quite a bit, and I think it could have helped ground me a little bit more if it didn't sound kind of generically like like the Howard Shore music with the style, the texture of the opera, chorus, the oratorio, the full symphony, and maybe gave me just a few themes to kind of ground me. I, I, hope, I think they're probably going to do it, so I'll be patient. But I still was, mm. I was having fun. The, By the, the big end question of I have, two, yeah, um, like, that shadow, I'm ready to see who it is. I'm ready to keep going. Yeah, the big question I have is, like, is that Gandalf or Saruman? I think it's Gandalf. Saruman was first, but... I think it's Gandalf too, but... It, it it could be it yeah. could Saruman be was, was first, and I remember in this. If I'm not wrong, in the Cimmerillion, the way that the wizards are introduced to Earth, it could have been an interpretation that they literally fell to Earth. So I, I don't know if they totally pulled that out of their butt. I think that's kind of fun that they're going that route, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, okay. I oh, wait. I also saw snake wait, eyes. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, I, hold on, hold on. dude. I, I fired that up the other day and uh, it, it was on my like my watch list. Like I've watched apparently a third of it. I don't remember watching this movie. Dave, that, first of all, I want to tell a quick joke. I started the first GI because I was like, I don't think I've seen these movies. And I started watching the first one and I realized I've definitely seen this before and I don't remember any of it. So that just, you know, it goes to say. But Snake Eyes, my only really quick little gripe is they completely establish his origin in the first two G.I. Joe movies. And and then this is a movie about him. Like his this is literally his origin movie. And it's not the same story Apparently. at all. 
It's a completely different story. It's like they just completely abandoned it. They were like, fuck it, let's do whatever the fuck we want. That didn't happen. There aren't two movies dedicated to how he got here. No, no, no. Yeah. So that was really weird. I wasn't anticipating that. Do they, does everybody know that? Like, is the film nerd I, I world? I don't know what they're doing this? there. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be a retcon of that at some point. Pretty weird. Anyway, the whole thing. All right, really quick, Lord Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, or House of Dragons? What do you I haven't seen House of Dragons. I don't think I want to watch so that. Far, so, so far, House of Dragons. I fucking love Game of Thrones. My favorite show of ever, up for six seasons, and then the final two might have to make me rethink my list. But um, I like the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, man. I, don't get me wrong, really I loved it. But at the moment, uh, House it, of Dragons has had more fuck me moments for me, like, which I like. Yeah, yeah, but they're moving around so much. I'm starting yeah. to get nervous. I feel like I'm not. I, I don't know who any of these people I mean, are because as soon as I start to the, think I get the thing close, is they well, start jumping. George R. R. Martin actually wrote future. this, so we're looking at like character based choices, not plot based choices. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, yeah, and I, so I, far, there's been some great us. moments. They're not trying to get I, the audience. I haven't seen I, episode we three. all know. I haven't seen three. The Greyjoys have a ship. They have a fleet. You can't fucking expect us to forget that. All right. Don't be a fucking idiot, people. Don't be stupid. Don't don't treat us like we're stupid. There are they're they're been treating us better than they were. Okay. Uh, I I really do like them both, but I'm really into Rings. Just talking faster because he has a hard eight out. We're at seven fifty eight. I literally have a fucking eight sixty seconds. It's like me last week when I needed to pee. It's a second for season one because they. They started out with pure plot and just action. And I was like, okay, I need to know who these people are. The Hobbit theme and when you meet Frodo. To your point, John, you're right. I love Bear McCreary. I like his music a lot. It does really sound like one person wrote this in a room by themselves. And um, whereas you listen to Lord of the Rings, the original soundtrack, it really feels like an orchestra with a choir. So I, I just, I think maybe, I don't know, we'll see what happens with it. But I really, really love Rings of Power and the half billion dollars they spent <laughs> on it seems to be paying off. And I also, I, I watched the Elvis movie, which you guys talked at nauseam, but I, I actually liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Nice. yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this week, <laughs> film fans. Oh, wait. See you next week where we're going to talk about some movie. No, <laughs> gotta go. Peace. Thank you so much, people. We're keeping it under an hour today. What? <laughs>